Welcome to Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Radha Nelia, and the program part four is here. It's always a lot of fun and a little intense deciding what to bring to this topic as it has so, so many layers and levels to reveal. Luckily, I have an incredible guest, Alana Star Shamal, who is a clinical hypnotherapist, writer, researcher, and soul servicer. She's back on with me as we speak on liberating ourselves from illusion and, of course, mind control. In this show, we discuss the what ways the media has changed our perceptions of the truth of our whole being through predictive, suggestive, and projective programming. We will dive into the power of suggestion and also how you can be discerning on what you choose to take in and like everything you are your own person and so take what you want and release the rest in the meantime i hope you enjoy this show welcome alana good morning rada how are you doing today i'm pretty amazing right on so we're just gonna jump right in to our subject yeah I'm really, um, this one was a, it's going to be a good one. So I'm excited. The power of suggestion and, um, you're a hypnotherapist. So, you know, a lot about how the subconscious mind works. Um, can you speak on, on the power of suggestion? Oh, so the power of suggestion, excuse me. The power of suggestion is that, um, we as humans, we, taken information in certain ways either directly or indirectly and so we can be suggested things unconsciously um constantly and so i think part of understanding the power of suggestion is understanding the power of your subconscious mind and how you learn and how you're affected by those things and so it's all about kind of becoming more of the master of your um of your how you take in information mm-hmm. and maybe like be discerning what you want to take in because every single thing that we look at everything we watch everything we hear is down as a direct download to our subconscious mind and it stays there um and you know some of the work help clear out some of that junk and I'm sure you do too because it can be an overload of scripts that are running in the back well it's funny you said that because it actually means uh like the unconscious mind it's like it's 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 compromised or what's that word um comprised of Mm -hmm. mental processes that are um like incapable inaccessible uh to consciousness Mm -hmm. so you know, we have judgments and feelings and we have all these pillars inside of our mind with our associations. And so because of your associations that you form throughout your life, you will kind of will automatically receive certain things <clears throat> or even reject certain things. So um, I think that's important when we're talking about the influence of suggestion in, um, in as well in liberating ourselves from the illusions of mind control. And the mm-hmm. word mind control, I know that that word always just feels so heavy to me or that that saying Mm -hmm. Um, but it really is just 
if we go back to accidental programming or we keep it as it's something that's happening purposely, it's still something to be aware of and how, the, how in what ways the media is changing our perceptions of truth mm. and manipulating mm-hmm. our free will. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's uh, wise to keep those things in mind. It's important. I, I think I think it's really up to the individual now because you can you can take as much as you want in, um, but you you know the moment that you step back and go, gosh, I I kind of want to be sovereign here. I don't think I want to just take everything at face value, um, you know. And I think a lot of the things that they're talking about with fake news you know, how they keep promoting that. So anything that's not really in alignment with what they want to put out for the, for the you know, um, agenda is considered fake news, right? Absolutely. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's sort of so then anytime that anyone speaks out about anything or says anything that's contrary to what, um, you know, let's be honest, the news is pretty much controlled, you know, it's a controlled narrative. Um, and a lot of stuff doesn't get on the news so much, so much good stuff doesn't get on the news. Um, but it's up to us. Like, do we want to just be mindless drones and, and, you know, absorb all everything that comes our way that's presented to us just because it's on TV doesn't mean it's real, whether it's a news or reality TV. You know, what I'm learning too, is that it's kind of quite the opposite as well. Some of the things you think is fake is actually real. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that really bothers me the most is that everything's happening right now. Everything's possible. You know, everything's kind mm-hmm. of existing in one dimension or another. And, yeah, you know, I, I often get, like, I've been getting anxiety a little bit just thinking about what I want to talk about when, when we get in these conversations because um, it is really deep. It's very deep and it's very... Um, powerful when you understand what really is going on and when it comes to the making of these movies and it's not just uh, people making movies we have spirits behind us we have invisible Mm -hmm. forces behind us and so uh, when you're not yourself uh, you do things and against your will in some ways um, just because of how your the suggestibility works and just because how um, for your influence. And how, especially our, our English language. I mean, that's a whole other story to get into, but our English language definitely holds um, spells and curses, cursive and spelling. Mm-hmm. So, um, and also, you know, there are many shows and movies that have been coming out, and they've been out since I was young. Um, I'll give an example. We're talking about Fahrenheit 451. Uh, I remember reading that book in, in high school in a charter high school that I was going to. And I often wondered then kind of why they put, why they had us watch that movie out of all of the movies to watch in an English class, they gave us that book. And what is it about? Censoring of books and censoring of our abilities. And I'm not sure if it's really a joke because they're, it's like predictive programming, pro- uh, projective, predictive, or suggestive programming that they're mm-hmm. inducing us in. So in this coma, or this hypnotic state and mm-hmm. where it's actually blinded us to e- even see or feel or think that the use of magic is real. Mm-hmm. And so that these movies are created by regular people, but like I said, it's spirit behind it. We must become aware of the illusions that entertainment creates 
you know, but not in a paranoid state or extent of like, you know, banning it or censoring like Fahrenheit 451, because Mm -hmm. this new version of the movie that came out is way more technologically advanced. And just like the show Black Mirror, just like A Handmaid's Tale, um, it's just this other movie, Annihilation, I just watched as well. It's always trying to lead you in the opposite direction in some way. Like, either Mm -hmm. making you feel that everything's fake or, you know, scaring you or something. And it comes between a thin line of our ability to create in the world and our our discernment of what we should be more, like, you know, we should at least talk about it more Mm -hmm. um, and be, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I could keep going about it. Chime in. Well, you have to ask yourself, like, why aren't there more just positive movies out there? Why does everything have to be dark and bleak and the end of the world? And like, you know, um, why why can't we have more movies that are uplifting? Uplifting because it's a hijack. It's a hijacking of the collective conscious. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And so, I mean, you know, art inspire that's what great artists do that's why the greatest artists you know their work lasts through history um because it's supposed to spark your heart and it's supposed to activate your heart chakra and and um elevate you you just so you can ascend in that moment you know great point so it's interesting um but you know i i i admit i do not watch like tv i don't watch um movies very often because i'm every time i look i'm pretty much disgusted i'm like none of this is what i want to see i don't have any desire to see horror movies i don't want excess violence um like what's really going to enlighten me and i know every single thing that i put myself in front of is going to be downloaded to my consciousness so do i want to download that program or do i or is it just a movie you know um, for me, I'm highly sensitive and empathic, so I get really affected, and maybe unlike other people, um, when there's excessive violence, it really disturbs me. So I can't do those kinds of movies. Well, but, you know um, what it I think does it's is it really, it kind of violates our spirit when we watch these things. And it does. It scares us, and I feel like um, if we are these kind of interdimensional, maybe extraterrestrial beings of some sort, then we're taking in um, data, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're taking yeah. in that. And so we're, when we're subjected to things that are kind of um, devaluing or degrading of human, mm-hmm. you know, the human experience, then it could be yeah. quite damaging for our soul to really want to come forward. Or Well, it is. It is. Um, because it doesn't encourage greatness. It's not encouraging your soul. I think you have to think of your soul as the most precious being. And, and like, do you want to expose your soul to garbage? Do you want to expose your soul to violence? Do you want to ex- expose your soul to more unnecessary? Also, because we are created the way we are, we take in experiences that we watched as if they happened to us. Can I ask you something? So the, I'd like to ask you, yeah. what do you feel yeah. about... Um, comedy and the use of comedy to say things um i i just kind of always had an issue with comedy i would get i get uncomfortable because i think it's really degrading of of um it's just very degrading most of the time the comedy is like making fun mm-hmm. of humanness and it's just kind of i don't know i i just wonder what you thought about that i think i think 
You know, I think so much in entertainment has been has been promoted and revolved around, um, yeah, degrading, degrading the humanity, degrading our soul, degrading our sexuality, degrading the feminine, and it's it's gross. But I think I think that there is a demand, and there is actually a space that is opening up, and I can feel it, I can see it, I can sense it, where people are longing for something uplifting i have gone to comedy shows that were uplifting and funny and incredible and i actually i love comedy i love to laugh i have the loudest laugh in the world and it's my favorite thing to do i want to laugh 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 and i think sometimes i think laughter is the highest vibration that you can have but i think that well for uh, me honestly when i oh sorry go ahead let you finish a lot of comics in the past have abused the um the platform to as an excuse to degrade right but i think i think it's up to us it's always up to us the consumer right are we what are we consuming and um, that's exactly what i was just gonna say we have to choose we have to be the the, we have to make conscious choice be choosing and um realize that every single thing that we support (laughs) that we pay our dollar dollars are votes dollars are votes you want to change the world change how you use your dollars and, and how you use your everything. gifts how do you use your yeah. gifts because I, i've been watching videos and people are using the, the force they are literally they're working with we're working with our serpent energy with our, our dragon energy mm-hmm. and we ha- it's very powerful we have to be very you know conscious of what we're doing because this is why we i feel like we fell in so many different civilizations because mm-hmm. we, we're easily manipulated and controlled because we're not in full alignment with our true power and our holy divine selves and no. they're just project we kind of like reject our divinity because mm-hmm. in in abuse of that and we've been programmed to reject it and here's the thing if we're not if we're not totally in alignment with our divinity do you really think it's a good idea to start hooking yourself up and worshiping technology you know and that's that's what we talked about before like you you haven't even mastered yourself and now you want Sophia to be a goddess to be you know um you know the queen of everything and you're bringing in a false another false goddess right and it's like you haven't the even mastered yourself and how can you move on to the next thing? I mean, I did a I did a channeling a while ago about technology, and it was so intense because I I just I was shocked at the things that came through. It wasn't me. It was it was like um, my higher self coming through, and um, basically it was like there's two kinds of technology. One kind is organic technology, meaning it works in union with a creator source. It is like organic technology. There are civilizations that use this organic technology. And it's, in, it's intelligent. It is sentient. Then what we have promoted here on Earth is a lot of um, dark technology that has what I call the virus in it. And, it has see you're, you're clearing because you because like when we talk about these deep things there's an energy that comes up and sometimes and whenever i clear my throat it's usually because i'm clearing this huge heavy energy you know and that's and that's what it is like the dark matter the dark technology this stuff is infused with um 
with an energetic virus and it's consumed not just our world not just our galaxy but multiverses it's and so funny because i just cleared my throat when you said that i was like <laughs> <laughs> but i really get that the creator creatress the you know um the divine one is saying okay we're gonna pull the plug on this because you you know it's been abused for far too long so people think they're getting way ahead like oh i'm gonna beat the creator (laughs) i'm gonna live forever and um honey no you're not (laughs) you're not gonna live forever the way you think you're gonna go down a timeline where you think your life is extended but it's just gonna be shit no offense but that's Rada, can you hear me I can hear you, yeah. Oh, okay, because my, my phone, it keeps muting on automatically. It's really weird. Um, so I'd like, like to know what you think about that, you know, about um, <laughs> the different timelines and, and you know, we, we have, like, certain timeline wars that are going on. Um, and and we they keep trying to switch to different timelines, like the doomsday timeline. And actually, we contribute to those timelines depending on where our vibrational frequency is. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you watch all those doom and gloom movies over and over again, you're going you're gonna to start to, it's already programmed in you. Your subconscious is running that program. You're, you're headed, you know, you're energetically like co-creating that timeline. Those who are really projecting a different timeline, you know, that want something else, that know that this other timeline is bullshit, you know, we're sort of, we are separating on the timelines. It's not, we can coexist and have different realities running at the same time. You know, what do you say about that? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear it, girl, because you're so wise. Tell me. Um, I, what I see is that everything is moving inside of us. Everything's moving right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just see everything moving and that you can tap into any timeline and anything if you focus enough. <clears throat> yeah. I see I, I see that really strongly. And I feel like we're also kind of like the understanding of Sophia's consciousness and the body of Sophia, which is wisdom. But mm-hmm. Sophia, the mother, Gaia Sophia, like this mother, ultimate mother energy. Um, I see that. And what I've learned is that her body is kind of broken up on the earth mm-hmm. and, and parts of it are used to um, abuse. Like you mentioned Sophia and then I, and then I chimed in the word Baphomet because mm-hmm. um, people don't really understand. They just think it's a joke that they worship this goat of Mendes, which is mind, the goat, the government of the mind, um, this creature that has half of a goat body and half of a, um, I don't remember what the other half is, but he's got his hands up and down and he's working with the elements and he's got the, the star on his forehead. <clears throat> and so it's actually, that's actually the inverted flipping of how we used to be with the mother. And mm-hmm. so Baphomet is the inverted version of Sophia and the use mm-hmm. of, the, of the feminine energy that's being abused on the planet right now or this earth plane mm-hmm. that we're on. And so, you know, they worship with this distorted mother goddess and then they make you think, they teach this fish idea of, like, the father patriarchal thing where all the, you know, the popes are wearing the fish hat. And, like, it's really all, um, like, it, it's, if you do the work and you learn, you can listen to a lot of different speakers who study this stuff. And they can tell you exactly where these distortions are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my favorite is always Disney <clears throat> to talk about because Disney literally hijacked the goddess 
um, in the true gospels of Sophia Mm -hmm. and turned it into different aspects of the missing mother and everything. And, um, it's, it's important because the mother is nature. And so when we're disconnected from nature and our roots, mm-hmm. then we don't really connect with um, certain aspects of the earth that is needed to heal. And which is why one of the reasons why we come back every time is to mm-hmm. be with the earth and, and to, and we just get caught up here. Right. Yep. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to relate that more to what you were saying, but I kind of slipped my mind exactly what, that's, no, that's beautiful. And, and that's so true. We are here to also assist Mother Gaia because we we humans have created a lot of um, distortion in her field, in her energy, in her body, in her Sophia body too. And um, she is a living, breathing goddess. And how we treat the goddess with so little dis- disregard and disrespect and I mean, I think of her mountains as like breasts that, you know, people are, they're mining coal for, you know, blowing up those breasts. And I really relate it to like what I went through with my, with the poison that was in my body, you know, how I was sold on this, you know, and how are we sold on these false, like very negative um ways that we're harming mother earth and we're also harming ourselves simultaneously it's not separate we rely on her body to live on isn't it foolish that we would want to you know agree when we have technology that is sophisticated and it's just we have to demand something different we can't be sitting on our asses and just um best like you know, any way that we can as an individual, like I'm going to get solar panels, I'm going to start, um, I'm going to create a well, I'm going to, I'm going to be more sustainable, because I think that's really the way of the future. You know, um, it was interesting, because when I was in LA, um, I have a place there. And there's a big gate, and it's electric, and it opens and closes. Um, it was like the day before Christmas or something and all the electricity went out, (laughs) you know, in studio city. And so nobody, I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. Um, and everybody was like locked out, you know? And, uh, it's interesting because we're so relied on the grid and what happens when the grid, if the grid goes out and this is not about being in fear or, or being paranoid, but I'm just like common sense, right? It's just common sense. It's just common sense. Like, do you really want to be relying on that? Like, not me. Go ahead. But it's just we all want things to fit to get done so fast and instant gratification that we literally just allow these things to happen. And, you know, in some ways, we really don't have a choice because um, they're moving. I think you mentioned the five the five G moving into L.A. Like Mm -hmm. there is a lot of things that they just do because the people that have more money make these decisions. Uh, and they can move faster. They are way ahead of everybody else. So it's just really unfortunate. But there must be a divine reason for all of the, you know, mm-hmm. all this happening. It goes in a certain direction, <clears throat> just like Logan's Run. Have you seen Logan's Run, the movie? Mm-mm. Now, now See, that's another another movies. movie <laughs> that my school made me read, and it was like mm-hmm. part of our curriculum. And it's about um, how you have to turn yourself in when you turn twenty one, and you basically voluntarily kill yourself. And it's like. Um, it's really interesting. Why do they set, you know, make us read these books? It goes back to the suggestive programming and the predictive programming and, um, how we're, look at where we are now. 
Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense that there's always this cycle uh, that we get our spirit, we get our true divine holy self hijacked. And like Sophia's body, we get fragmented mm-hmm. and we have to find our pieces and and make sense of ourselves and oh, get so in touch with our divine self and all that, you know? That That's gorgeous, what you just said, because right now I'm, I've been writing my book and editing the book. And I literally, in one of my chapters, I just said, like, my job, our job, is to collect all the pieces and put them back together. That's, like, the greatest art in the world is you recreating yourself into who you truly are and not letting your pieces be scattered all over the place. Collect That's your what it pieces. means to be reborn, to mm-hmm. be reborn, right? Exactly. It's just so beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think that we, I think why these things keep happening is because we, the people have to say no. Until we actively take a stance and stand together, um, it will continue to happen. Because remember everything, like even, you know, they, there's a saying, your enemy is your best friend. <laughs> Why? Your enemy is here to teach you. Teach you about sovereignty. Teach you about standing up for what's right. Teaching you to say no, to have boundaries, to, you know, take a stand. Teaching you to be stronger, not to be weak, not to be meek, you know, to be stronger in who you are, to know what you stand for. And I think, you know, we live in a world where everyone follows and it's like you can't just follow blindly like you you know instagram trends and everyone wants to be so cool being cool is costing you your life man i don't know about you but i'm not down for that i'd rather be like my own i'd rather be a weirdo and just be myself than follow the i think we're supposed to be hot Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Yeah. You know, I I was actually just noticing one of my favorite things to do lately is to break down the English words that we use mm-hmm. or not just English, but all words in general and how they were formed. And I just I noticed your Instagram, you posted something of Ma'at recently and recently. And, you know, I love her laws and what she represents. And I realized that when you break apart the word Ma'at or mm-hmm. matrix, you could write matrix and if you just kind of like put ma'at in front of matrix ma'at tricks um and what it means to be a, to do a trick and um tricks because even when you're a prostitute they turn tricks mm-hmm. and so ma'at is always a distortion of the goddess and everything that you look at there's always this reversal going on of the roles of the, the divine parents and the what you know, as an archetype. Mm-hmm. And when those divine parents are distorted, even the father, the reversal father, you know, the anti-life male collective conscious. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's just really interesting to pay attention to the way words are broken down and how we it use is. them. Because that's how we are kind of also controlled in our own little world of limitation. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. But, um, you know, again, like pain is a great catalyst for change sometimes. And, you know, not everyone is ready to 
hear anything outside of their vortex, right? They're super comfortable in their, in their little vortex. And until it bursts, they're going to stay there, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm never about forcing anything on anyone. I'm always like, even with my healing, I'm like, if you want it, come to me, find me. I'm not, I don't advertise. I don't push. I'm like, listen, I'm here. If you want it, find me. Um, if you want information, it's available, find it and then activate your intuition so you can be discerning, you know, I think we should talk a little bit about that, about, you know, your theta healing and my hypnotherapy, you know, informs are kind of the same thing in one way or another, but basically our healing modalities and why, why the difference between using these modalities, the gifts that are, um, of using, um, like hypnosis on somebody Mm -hmm. versus you know it being used on you unknowingly so which is taking back the power of your mind exactly one of the reasons why i became a hypnotherapist is um to unwind the programs that have been sold Mm -hmm. to our ancestors throughout the ages and programs were trapped in so with theta healing um i think you should tell your listeners what theta healing is a little bit absolutely so like on my healing journey you know i i started out i went to many practitioners Um, I learned about so many modalities and from there it just naturally brought me to the classes and I one of the first classes I took was Theta Healing and I love it. Um, Since then I've taken many many other you know um, trainings and and stuff like that. I've integrated different but but Theta Healing is incredible. I'm a Theta Healer, um, Advanced Theta Healer. I'm a certified instructor and basic and advanced and the thing about Theta Healing is it's really, um, it's been really life-changing for me because it really made me understand in a way that I never did before how we do have programs running. And even if we say, I love my life, in the background, you could have a program saying, um, I hate my life or, you know, life is terrible. And it's not even really your installation, but it came down through your lineage perhaps uh, maybe it came through your um, your group consciousness of the people that you were around. We, as children, we take up like little sponges that we are. We soak yes. up from every zero to seven. Little. Yes, from zero to seven. Can you imagine from zero to seven? We we're soaked up everything our parents believe, whether we agree or not. We soak it up as our own. How could we not? They're our parents, you know, or our caregivers. Or the people around us. That's why people are racist and they don't even know why. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, because you were, you're, it was installed. It was a program installed. Your mother and father or your people around you, they are the downloaders. They're the programmers of your hard drive. And now you have to step back and say, do I really want all that programming? So theta, the word theta, it's really important to understand uh, delta Theta, mm-hmm. beta, alpha, why these waves are so important to your frequency and how they can you can be frequency controlled as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not in control of your own levels of medita- meditation in a way. Exactly. So those relaxed, being in those, getting able to get in those relaxed states and people that can get you there. Yeah. The, um, well, this, the theta, isn't it, isn't it seven hertz or eight hertz? Um, it's, it's, 
it's a different program that's running through your brain that's very optimal for deep visualization. And it's also good for mind programming. Um, it's where you also can bring in the creative powers of your mind. Um, and it's, it's a state where you can manifest because you are in a mental state where you can now consciously create your reality. Um, and it overrides a lot of other programs. You can uninstall a lot of programs in the theta state um, and then reinstall new programs. So it's incredibly powerful. It is, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen it change people's lives, my clients' lives, my life. Um, so have I. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm always shocked, you know, because it's just amazing how the mind can truly, truly, truly be programmed. And I do think of myself as a programmer, you know, um, in many ways, because I think when you start to work with the conscious and the unconscious and the different wavelengths, you are now going in and programming and people ask for programming. I never program people for anything they don't want. And I always say, Hey, this has got to be for your highest and best good. And I never, you know, so I always tell them what I'm doing. It's important to do that. But, you know, people have had extreme um, phobias that have, have left them. Um, they have, they've had like beliefs that have been haunting them for my eons. favorite, my favorite client that I've ever had. Um, she had a condition called hyperemesis. And where she couldn't, she had multiple miscarriages in her because she could not hold the baby because she would get really sick. Mm. And I went in with her for for a few months and I prepared her um, for her to start and to get pregnant again, to forgive her body for not being able to do it. You know, there's all these unconscious beliefs that we have mm -hmm. about why we can't do something or why it's failing. And then we just have to override them and start over again. And literally she was able to, um, recreate a, a new womb for herself and you know for that baby to nest in and then she had such a great pregnancy and went all the way through it and she you know there's just so many people that have great experiences with theta or hypnotherapy it's pretty much the same thing mm -hmm. like one way or another um I, I love that and you're, you're such a talented hypnotherapist I did a session with you before I went in for my surgery um for my explant surgery because it was really a very shaky time in my life where I felt like I was hanging on by pretty much a thread, a thread of life. And, um, I had to travel all the way to Costa Rica and, um, you know, I was, I was, I was really nervous and, and, um, it was a really tough time. And, you know, you did that session for me and it was incredible. I really um, wish I recorded that one because it set such really stuff really came through for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some such beautiful things. And I, and I think, I think you're so talented and I really think you, that Anna. these modalities are so important. Like how important are these where they can shift your consciousness, help you co-create the life that you want, help you get through painful situations when you hit rock bottom and you think you can't go any further, you know, or I, I mean, I was wondering like, how am I going to even have the strength to get on the plane? I can barely tie my shoe, you know? And um, it's incredible. It's incredible what you Isn't it ironic how they taught us to eject the words hypnosis or like uh, anything that has to do with really freeing yourself? Like they just kind of like indirectly taught us 
that it's all evil. And but you know what? What I'm learning too is that evil is ancient, and we have to respect it too. And yeah, it's, there, it's there used is, um... for both of these gifts. They're used for gifts, and they're used for for bad. Yeah, too. we you know Earth is a great university. This Earth is what we call like the it's like the phd program and um in order to get your galactic passport meaning like you want to go out into the universe and do other things little do you know we're all enrolled in this school so you know you gotta get your shit together and you gotta get gotta get on the graduation program you know that's where we're going you gotta upgrade Otherwise, you get stuck stuck in a time loop here where you just keep incarnating. And we have been in a loop where we have been incarnating, incarnating. And um, there is only one way out, and that is to transcend the BS and really to say, hey, I'm done with that. This is my last lifetime on Earth. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going getting my passport and I'm going to travel the galaxies. So... Um, you know, I think it's important that we utilize the tools that are available to us and stop, you know, stop being afraid of what's good and stop embracing what's bad. Start using your ability to be practical and use, you know, your conscious mind, use your heart to start thinking, activate your heart chakra so that it can start being the wisdom of your, of your soul of your life and also the compass because our heart we've become so afraid to use our heart all of us you know we've all been heartbroken but really if we activate our high heart it is a compass it'll tell you the truth every single time it cannot lie and we're, we've, we've learned to be so afraid of our own heart that we do not trust it and coming back into healing and clearing all the trauma the induced trauma in the heart, um, we can start having more clarity and seeing what program am I on? You know, each one of us has a, has a different assertion program. we all have a unique one that is just made for us. It's never going to be the same ever, 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 ever. So you cannot compare your path, your program with anyone else's. You have to embody that, which you are meant for. And that's greatness. You know, you, we are great. You are great. We have to activate the greatness within us and stop playing our small. genius. Our, our genius. Yes. We have our own genie inside of us if we just rub our pineal gland a little bit. You oh, know? yeah. Activate that and pineal actually, gland. And actually, you know, it's, I'm learning too. It's like <laughs> literally, I can see the ways that in which I entrap myself by my own forms of thinking about what I can do and what I can create and just causing my own anxiety about things, you know? <laughs> so. I'm definitely not saying that I don't struggle with any of these things still, but you know, every day I get a little closer to understanding Mm -hmm. myself. And I think that sometimes the bigger, the blockages, the bigger, the struggles, the more powerful you really are. And that's why we're so tamed because if we, maybe if we weren't so tamed, then we would never, we would never learn just how powerful we are without coming out of Mm -hmm. it. But that, yeah. So, so, you know, that contrast, this is the world of duality. It is here to help activate your divinity. The duality is here to activate your divinity. Now activate it. Stop playing small. Stop going into the same loop over and over and over of mindlessness again. Get out of that. 
you have a right to think for yourself. You can think for yourself and you should think for yourself. Stop, you know, even the things that we say, take what you want, release what you don't want. Be the discerning person of your own life. Don't and take know everything for And know when you're getting suggestions given to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like indirectly yeah. off of just anything you pass by, like magazines or, you know, if you start exactly. feeling that feeling like, whoa, I felt fine a minute ago and now all of a sudden I have anxiety. Like, where did that come from? Was it because I just read the magazine and something in there attached itself to me? Yeah. You know, so we and- are bombarded with all kinds of things these days. So we just have to be more in discernment of what we're receiving. Is our I noticed that with commercials, and that's why I, I literally just I gave away my big TV. I was like, "Goodbye, don't need you, don't want you." Um, I almost felt bad because... that the person I gave you give it to. What's that? I said I almost felt bad for the person you gave. I it know to. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted it, so I gave it. You know, um, everyone has their free will, free choice, and and what to choose to use. Well, you no, know, because if we, if we push no TV, no TV, then they're gonna pull that Fahrenheit 451 BS and then it's going to be our fault because we didn't want to see it. I'm not saying censor it or stop mm-hmm. it. People can create whatever they want. It's their oh, karma. Yeah. It's their karma. It's their spirit that's getting, I mean, they might think that they've reached their nirvana. Who am I to say it's wrong? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it definitely is not leading us in the path of the best light for the all. Absolutely. It's so beautiful that you say that. I mean, I'm, I'm big on free will, free choice. That's what, what it's supposed to be about, you know? And, and it's okay. Like we don't all have to quote unquote get it and we all get different things, right? We're all different pieces of the puzzle. We're all getting the, the downloads, right? We're all getting the downloads, but it's through our particular filter. We, each one of us has a unique filter that is us, that is our personality that we have created through our life experiences we all have a filter so you know one person could talk about the same thing as another person and two people explain it completely differently or have little bit of personality quirks on about it because we are all unique you know and we all have our filter and then even the people that are listening right now they have their filters that were created in their lifetime so it it goes filter after filter after filter so it's just important to be discerning how you're listening or how you're taking things in. Or also another thing is what you're rejecting a lot, you know? So like, you know, people have filters that, that reject love or reject abundance, reject things that somebody could hand somebody love on a silver platter. And because their filter says love is evil or love will destroy me in their filter, they could say, no, thank you. You know what I mean? And so it just has to do with our filters. We all have different filters and respecting that. Um, so it's all up to discernment. That's why these conversations are so great. People can can maybe activate their imagination, take what they want, leave what they don't want, um, do their own research and, and have, you know, be their own person. No one is responsible for telling you everything. You know, and I think- and, the, and the other thing is that we're not know-it-alls. We're just no, people no that seek the truth and know that keeping quiet is just like being, you know, it's just as bad as the bad side. You know, there's a mm-hmm. bad side. So, um, I think that's why we're exploring because we don't know it all, but it's important to talk. It's important to activate conversation. It's important to bring together the pieces that we have and 
reflect them back and forth, you know? And so that, that is so important to say, yeah, I'm not a know-it-all. I do not claim to know it all. I just know from my experiences, my past life regressions, my healings, and I love to share because I think sharing is important to do. Definitely. And I love that you share so much too. You know, a lot of people don't want to share. They don't want to open up and share, but that's how things shift. That's how things change. And and that's how we can help each other is by sharing. Like I have a little bit of information here. Like, what do you have? You know, we are, we're meant to come together in that way. So I thank you so much, Alana, for coming on again. We just, we just have such a great time when we come together and we have so much to talk about. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Um, you know, I, I, I would want to just say that do your art, follow your heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't, um, don't follow it aimlessly. Cause sometimes we just ignore our nudges. So, um, I'm talking to myself, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, do what lights you up. That's so beautiful. Absolutely. I think, and I think that's why we're doing this because it lights us up. Like sharing lights me up. I love to share. Um, I want to feel connected with people. I want, I want to. And ladies connect to your blood, please. Mm. Oh we need yes. to connect to our blood more. That's like the last thing I'll leave it with is that um, I'm really I had mentioned to you, like, I am trained as a red tent facilitator and um, red tent connecting women's wombs and the healing of the the cosmic womb. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just think that's important to really understand the blood mysteries. It's so important. It's as a so woman, important. you know. Yeah, I'm going to start collecting my, my menstrual blood because it is important. <laughs> well, you know, and you're up in nature. You really should. Um, you could give back to the earth. Yes, and, exactly. Um, you know, exactly connect with it. and. Do. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. Yeah, maybe our next conversation should be about our sacred blood. So (laughs) I have a lot to say about that. So thank you so much for coming on, Alana. I just wish you the most beautiful day, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We love connecting with you. We love sharing with you. And once again, you are your own person. You are discerning. You, You know, just take what you want and release what you don't want. I hope this activated your imagination And I'm wishing you the most gorgeous and glorious day. So much love. Please reach out if you are looking for a session to be healed, either in Theta with Radha or myself. That's Um, right. I'll put the links below. Right. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.